Unlock me! Unlock me! I'm not gonna swear, okay? You know what I'm saying? Um, no. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi. Yeah, as it pertains to the Bears, if I was a every cheesy, cliche, unimaginative, unfunny social media post, I would say something uh, as it relates to, well, that happened. Yeah. That happened. What's going on? Great to have you here. Welcome in to a continuing Bears Not a Victory Monday. Continues with me, Mark Grody here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I will be here until about 630 when we have Monday night football. Baltimore at the Vegas Raiders, and actually the Bears will play at those Raiders on October 10th. So some good scouting if you are into that type of thing. I know that I'll be watching and, well, scouting, I suppose. And like NFL games do, hopefully I will be entertained by it, unlike last night's Bears games. And I'm here for your calls and your text messages as well. 312-644-6767 is the way to do that. You can find me on Twitter where I am always tweeting Bears stuff. At Mark Grody Sports is the way to do it. G-R-O-T-E is the way we are spelling my last name. I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. So you can find me. I am accessible on social media, and I do like to interact with you guys. So if you tweet me something, I will try to tweet it back to you again, at Mark Grody Sports. So as for the the Bears and the 34-14 loss to the Rams, I was shocked, but not shocked by what I saw last night in a 34-14 to loss to the L.A. Rams. Defense being subpar, defense being bad, is, has always quietly been the one thing throughout this Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace era. It's always been the one thing that you could not afford to sink. And that's what has been going on with the Bears defense. It's the one thing that there's not a backup plan for is this version of the Bears defense being bad or being subpar. It is where the money is for the Bears. It is where the big names roam. And it's just it's just kind of been a deal with the defense. It's been a handshake deal. Hey, you guys we got problems on this offense where we had Mitchell Trubisky. We've been trying to figure that out, you know, until they didn't figure it out and he had to, to leave. And now we are into Andy Dalton and or Justin Fields and the wink, wink handshake deal with the defense has always been, please just, just so we don't have to worry about that part of it because we got our own issues over here as far as the offense is concerned. So there was always that part there, there is no next man up in a lot of cases with the Bears defense. And uh, so as it turns out, it's uh, it's not the quarterback. It's uh, not the offense. It's the, the defense. And there's much to talk about as far as the offense is concerned, too. But this is uh, this is the thing that you didn't plan for. You, you can't. Handle simply it did the, the the Bears defense is bad. If the Bears defense is like it was last night, it's going to be a four win season. So shocked, but not shocked by what I saw last night. The explosive play, sixty seven yards to Van Jefferson, Eddie Jackson, and to Sean Gibson, not touching anybody after that. That was that was shocking. Fifty six yards to Cooper Cup, 
uh, Tyler Higby, the 37-yard catch, the tight end. Uh, I was bothered by Daryl Henderson's 15-yard run just because I had thought maybe they would start to get back to being locked down as far as the, the run game is concerned. The thing is about the Bears' defense, as we have seen, the reason not shocking is because we've seen the decline since 2018. As a matter of fact, when we spoke to Khalil Mack on Friday, he he admitted he is sick and tired of us talking about 2018 and making that the comp and making that the the place to aspire. I don't know, th- that's not his exact words, but I think that they are tired of hearing about it and they want their own new identity. And uh, you know, unfortunately, expectations for the them have to go down a little bit. That is. That is the defense. And I am I, I was thinking about this on my walk over here downtown for this shorty show. And there there is a comp to be made and with the Chicago Cubs in this regard. That whenever anybody's asked me about the Bears defense in the last two years, my answer has typically been it's gotta get back to where it was or some semblance of twenty eighteen because look at all the names, Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson and Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, um, you know, a second-year guy in Jalen Johnson making the big job, Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks, all these guys, Bilal Nichols. Like, you're, you, you think to yourself, you talk yourself into believing that the Bears' defense is going to be good based on names and based on what they did in one magical year, and that was 2018. And that's the comp to the Cubs, like why they stuck with that core for as long as the Cubs did is because, come on, it's Chris Bryant, it's Javier Baez, it's Anthony Ritt, it's Kyle freaking Schwarber. This hat, bring it back, bring it all back because this has got to work and who knows, like they did what they did in 2016 and it was brilliant. It's got to still be some form of that must still exist. And it's the same with the Bears defense. Like it, it's we keep saying it's go Khalil Mack. He, he's gonna go out there and be the the guy. You know the the storylines for Channel Five for NBC last night were based on Khalil Mack. You know until Justin Field gets on the field, the headliner for the Bears as far as a national telecast is concerned will always be Khalil Mack and the Bears defense. And it's just kind of empty right now in terms of of all of that and the the name guys that we keep expecting to get back to some form of what they were in 2018 just hasn't been happening so shocked but not shocked about what happened with with the Bears defense last night and I, I was at Hallis Hall today there was not a lot of new information in terms of what Matt Nagy said or any kind of insight that he was able to add but I, I did have a question for Matt Nagy about the defense specifically. As far as the defense is concerned, do you guys have to consider any personnel changes since some of this is carryover from last year? We always look at everything each week. We just want, you know, every opponent that you face for different reasons is is different schematically on how you look at that. So sometimes you might go into a game if it's on defense and you might want to play bigger personnel. You might want to play smaller people. That's something that we'll look at at the beginning of the week. And then we also are going to evaluate all these players. We, we need to make sure that everybody that's out there playing in all three phases is doing their job and we're all being evaluated each day. So we'll do that. And you guys have heard me say this before, and I, I truly believe this, but it, it's not... It's really not an effort thing, but we do need to get it going, right? We need to get we need to get that. I think the biggest thing is really just get that energy and that swag back. Unfortunately, when Matt Nagy has given similar answers in the past in regards to the defense, that last part, 
the the swag and the energy like that that's not unfortunately for the bears that's not what it is it's not the swag it's not it's it's tackling it's playmaking it's coverages it's breakdowns it's not the i mean they're enthusiastic they've got swagger those players they they got it all of that exists that that part that doesn't matter at at this point in terms of a reason why the defense has not played well for the Bears. A quick text message, 312-644-6767. Any info on tackle injuries? Yeah, I mean, there there was no new information after the game last night. I asked if there was anything new that they could share today in regards to to Larry Borum and Jason Peters. Uh, quad and ankle injuries for those two guys and nothing new so we will have to we're not going to get anything tomorrow we will have to wait until Wednesday when the first injury report comes out to sort out a lot of things going on with the Bears and potential injuries is David Montgomery okay we're gonna have to wait till Wednesday on that a couple other things I want you to hear because I've talked about the defense and now it's it of course it always comes back to quarterback and I thought Andy Dalton was okay last night same old problems in the red zone and putting the ball in the end zone that was a bad interception by Andy Dalton and he he put it right he in his time here paraphrasing or his time in the NFL going into his 11th year usually when balls are deflected bad things happen and that was the case I'll let that stand for Andy Dalton here is a question from Mark Potash today in regards to the two quarterbacks after seeing Andy Dalton live. I think what Bears fans want to know is what does Dalton give you that at this point Justin Fields does not? That's a good question. I understand it. But when you look back and you say, and after you're able to watch the tape and see where you're at, you, you, you know that you know we talked about, and I, I brought it up in regards to producing and scoring touchdowns and, and winning. And so we're always evaluating that. But I thought that Andy did a pretty good job yesterday of being able to, you know, get the ball out to guys where he needed to in certain situations. I, I you look back and the biggest error that he had was that interception to start the game. And sometimes those can be big ones because that's a momentum deal, right, on third down. So without getting into the comparisons too much, I just think that right now when we're evaluating Andy that I thought he did a good job of being able to put us in, in good situations and then using Justin when we did, Justin did well too. Sorry, I know you can't go into details about the plan, but does anything he do in week one change that plan or kind of change the timeline? Do you reassess after his debut? No, no, we're uh, we're where we're at, and uh, you know I think that he did a great job what we were asking him to do. Bears head coach Matt Nagy wasn't it great though? Take a moment here. Here's a wasn't it great moment last night? Wasn't it wasn't it thrilling? When Justin Fields came into the game for the first time and then it kept happening and we're all watching him, every move that Justin Fields is making on the sidelines. Is he coming in? Is he not? Yep, there he comes again. There he comes again. There he comes. I got to get to five. There he comes again. So five times he comes into the game and then he he has that. I, I was nervous for the guy when he comes in the first time and he makes the, the nine-yard pass to Marquise Goodwin and then eventually when he comes in and he runs in the touchdown – it that was a blast when he came in to, because after all of the talk after all the debate that we have had and will continue to have here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score there he was and it should have been 
and you could we could haggle over the plays that were made or the the play calling and how it was so sporadic and oddly intermittent and some of the the play calls i don't care about any of that like he got in and he's only going to get in more and he, i promise you there will be more than 5 plays for Justin Fields when the Cincinnati Bengals are at Soldier Field this Sunday at noon and it wasn't necessarily what we expected I think that there, you know, that the idea of there being plays for Justin Fields, of course, was out there. But let's go back to the beginning of the Justin Fields being drafted and the blueprint that Matt Nagy has often alluded to, referred to as often as he can. And that was what happened when he was in Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes was there and Alex Smith was there. So the fear was for a lot of people that he was going to look at it as, yeah, okay, I'm going to I'm going to follow that game plan, that blueprint, and wait till the end of the year, or maybe ten or eleven games in for Justin Fields to come. At least now you can do this. You could do, you could tear that blueprint that just happened. That's right. You could tear that blueprint up if you would like, because I'm going to need an another sponsor sheet here uh you could tear that up because it's it he he got in he got in in the first game he he scored a touchdown in his first NFL after all of that and there's a ways to go and I know we still want to see him from the the very first snap and all bets are still on as to when he gets the proverbial clean game but that was awesome that he got in for five plays last night and it's like I said, it's only going to go higher and bigger and better as he saw. And then eventually, eventually, you are going to see Justin Fields, the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. So that Matt, when he, when the first play happened, I thought that that was kind of. I didn't know if he would come in again. I thought that was Matt Nagy kind of blowing kisses to everybody, a little wink to everybody, just to say, I know what we got here. Here he is. Let, let me show you. Here we are now. Entertain us. He they brought him in, and I thought, okay, what what is next? Because we've seen Matt Nagy do some things like that early in seasons at the beginning. Hell, the beginning of his career when he's got the Bears in the I formation in Green Bay. A nod to that, a wink to Bears fans is what that was. I was kind of thinking that that's what that was last night. A wink. To, I, I know what we – and it kind of was. Even even all the other plays, it was like, we're not going to do a lot with him. And after he executes the play that we ask him to actually were to get him out, uh, there's not going to be back-to-back plays. There's nothing, no succession happening here. But there he was, and – it it only means that you're going to see more of him. You're not all of a sudden going to be like, all right, let's let's run five plays for him again. It'll be minimum ten plays, I think, against Cincinnati until he is he is the guy. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven from the eight one five. It worries me to have a rookie QB with a suspect line. I'm afraid that he would get happy feet and hinder his overall growth. Um, yeah, no that that's a that's a great point, and we do have to discuss the the offensive line. I I agree with that. When I initially thought about the idea of you have Justin Fields and Andy Dalton and a wobbly, we all saw it. It, it wasn't any breaking news what happened last night with the offensive line. Um, we all knew that 
that these quarterbacks were going to have to manage things because of the offensive line. And in the initial reaction, it's easy to say, yeah, the guy with a 4-4 speed is probably going to be better at managing a bad offensive line or a wobbly offensive line. But the more I thought about it, I do not believe that because if you have a guy whose first instinct is to run because he doesn't know everything and he doesn't know every single thing that's coming at him from an NFL standpoint, eventually he is going to get tackled some and he is not going to be able to slide for every single play. Eventually he will get hit. Yeah, I agree with you, Grody, because one thing about that, that extends the plays. Because when we saw Andy Dalton out there, it was a lot of quick passes all the time, like 10-yard passes, quick ones, real quick, because of the fact that that offensive line is suspect. Even if you're worried about the rookie quarterback, his first thing is that he's mobile. So then that extends the plays, and that's why you got these so-called speed receivers there. (laughs) Right, and there's no time to throw to the speed receivers when you have to get rid of the ball quickly. And, you know, hey, you know what you saw out of Andy Dalton last night? You saw Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is a quarterback. He is a manager. Like when I think he when he came into the league 10 11 years that's when that terminology was really heating up the old court and it, it predated Andy Dalton quarterback manager but it's a relatively new term the idea of being a manager and now you know we're back in the era where everybody wants the guy that you win because of and quarterback manager is a dirty word but you saw that you saw exactly that out of Andy Dalton. He wasn't bad at all. He was average, and he was good at times. Uh, the interception was atrocious. But, you know, you, you saw Andy Dalton last night, and I think that's what the, the Bears coaching – he did, unfortunately, from a Bears perspective, a coaching perspective, he did nothing last night to, to warrant losing his job according to the criterion that the Bears coaching staff has put out in terms of what they expect out of – him now they did, struggled in the red zone again struggled getting into the end zone but he comported himself fine it's just going to be interesting to see what Matt Nagy does going forward with the two quarterback should we call it the two quarterback system is it a two quarterback system we'll see so I, I like this surprise from from Matt Nagy for sure a couple other notes or at least one other note too I did ask Matt Nagy today about Duke Shelley I think that was the the one surprise like real surprise on the injury report there's a couple I could talk about but Duke Shelley was not active yesterday I should say the inactive list he was inactive and it sure felt like Duke Shelley was probably seemed to have the edge over Marquise Goodwin in terms of um being the or excuse me um Marquise Oh, I'm saying Goodwin for some reason, um, it, it, that he was going to be the number one guy, and he he certainly was not last night. And Matt Nagy said, I don't know what the answer was, but it was something along the lines of, you know, it's it's going to change week to week. It's special teams comes in. It's a personnel kind of situation, so it could change next week. We shall see. I was a little surprised that Joel E.A. Bootyway was inactive because I thought he was going to be a special team stalwart. Perhaps there was or is something injury wise that we don't know about. I know some people were tweeting me what you know why where's Jesper Horstead? Why is he inactive? Yeah, he had a really damn good game, but I don't know that his time has come in terms of really you know, coming out and playing super well as an NFL tight end at this point. Uh, from the 6-3-0, the offensive line dominated the Rams last night. Time of possession during running the ball 
uh, defense didn't hold up their end. No, I w- well, I-, I understand what you're saying. Yes, David Montgomery was great. There was some explosive plays in terms of, well, the 41-yard the run by David Montgomery. But what you saw what the Bears' offense was doing, and that was getting the ball rid of the ball as quickly as possible, and that was to make up for some of the issues, the tackle spots on the, the offensive line. And, man... I mean, could it have gone any worse in terms of injuries with left tackle? And that's another question that I was asked a lot leading up to this this game. I was asked about it yesterday on our pregame show here on The Score. How long can Jason Peters play? Like, how? how what do you give him? Five games? Six games? And I kept saying, I have no idea. How can anybody know? Is he even in football shape yet? How high is his desire to play once he actually gets out there in a game? Is he going to be like, oh, man, this was a mistake. I should have done this. And then he gets he gets the injury early on. And then Larry, Larry, Larry Barham comes into the game. <laughs> okay, here's your fifth-round rookie out of Missouri who the Bears had a second and third-round grades on. And then he gets injured. And all bets are off at this point. I just hope that neither of the injuries to those guys, quad and ankle, that neither of them are of the serious variety when that uh, injury report comes out on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, yes, for 6-3-0, the Bears are still looking for a nickel. And I should have known. I should have known that when, when, I, when we have a chance to talk to the, not the, uh, the coordinators, but the assistants, and Deshae Townsend is the defensive backs coach for the Bears. And I remember specifically asking him, who is the leader right now for, for Nickelback? You know, and his answer was a sarcastic one. And this was, you know, a few weeks ago. And his answer was, I think I'm in the lead for that job right now. And yes, he, he was joking and it was levity. But I think now that I think back to it, could that have been a little bit more real than I thought that nobody was really distinguishing themselves as the next nickelback for the Bears. I mean, they wanted to be Duke Shelley, obviously, because he is a draft pick of theirs, just like they wanted to be Kendall Vildor because he is a draft pick of theirs. And these are later round picks, so the value goes much higher if you get them to be starters. But stand by, we shall see. I can tell you that uh, there will be Hallis Hall availability tomorrow. I will be out there. We have been told that uh, select players will be speaking to us around noon tomorrow. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting the now that they've had 24, 48 hours to let this all sink in, see if uh, we can get some answers on uh, the things that went wrong and the things that went well for the Bears yesterday as well. So that's it. I gots to go. Brandon Fryer, thank you for producing the show. We've got NFL football coming up next. It is Baltimore at Vegas. I'm Mark Grody. I will talk to you whenever on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Have a great night.